Welcome to my world, supporting someone with an eating disorder. This is a podcast about and for those supporting someone suffering from an eating disorder. These are my own personal opinions and experiences gathered from being married to someone in recovery, researching and working with those struggling with eating disorders. This podcast is brought to you by Living Proof MN. Never underestimate your ability to recover. No competition, episode 13. It never ceases to amaze me. Whenever I approach someone from an eating disorder program, clinic, or treatment center on behalf of Living Proof MN, I am almost always without fail met with suspicion and an air of competition. I and others at Living Proof MN have contacted many of these places with the desire to partner with them or just simply speak at their facility with e- about eating disorders and successes within recovery. Not about Living Proof MN, mind you. And every time the idea shot down. In fact, the founder of Living Proof MN had one at one time returned to one of the facilities upon invitation prior to starting Living Proof MN to talk about her own journey and her own path to recovery. And after Living Proof MN began gaining ground within the recovery realm, this facility contacted her and stated that they can no longer have her speak at their treatment facility due to a conflict of interest. So any of you who may have investigated Living Proof MN's website or personally spoken with its founder or any representative of their 501c3 nonprofit organization know that the mission of Living Proof MN is simply to provide a safe and welcome place for folks struggling with eating disorders and their supporters. That Living Proof MN is not, nor does it aim to be a treatment center, that it, at its core, it means to offer mentorship and guidance to people while giving them a place and space within which to offer peer-to-peer support while building the skills necessary to live life despite their disorder. That their disorder ought not define their lives, how they live them, or whom they are. This is not the mission of treatment centers. In fact, most treatment centers focus mainly on the disorder and not the actual traumas or catalyst and may have, that may have led to their disorder or symptom use. It seems that no treatment facility desires to partner with anyone else operating within the realm or helping those struggling with eating disorders. This is so unfortunate, and it appears as though they view Living Proof MN as a competition, when in fact, Living Proof MN is a federally recognized 501c3 not-for-profit organization. Every dollar donated to Living Proof MN is spent directly on the programs they offer to those seeking help from them. And I might add, much of the funds going to Living Proof MN covers from the pockets, uh, comes from the pockets of its founder as a full-time employee outside of Living Proof MN. So why not partner with them? Is the point not to help those struggling? There are currently 30 million people within the United States that need help with eating disorders. Specifically, if you have listened to any one of the podca- of my podcasts, you might remember that I have shared statistics with you in the past episodes. Ones like, among all mental health disorders, eating disorders has the highest mortality rate. The recidivism, the recidivism rate among those struggling, or the tendency for those who attend the same traditional treatment facilities over and over only to come back time and time again is tremendously high. 
This is not information I am intending to spread in order to gain favor with living proof MN or steer clients away from those treatment facilities. My point is stating that this information is to raise awareness of the dangers, the dangerous number of people fighting the horrible and deadly effects of eating disorders and the dire need for support. Living Proof MN does not profit from people taking advantage of their services. So why not work together? The only thing I can think of is that they, these other for-profit organizations and treatment facilities are pushing the idea that if one is struggling with eating disorders, the only way they can survive is to be treated by licensed therapists and doctors, that it is impossible for anyone to recover on their own, and that they will have to deal with eating disorders for the rest of their lives, therefore setting those individuals up for failure. In turn, it seems like that the idea someone uh, idea somewhat ensures return business. Please don't get me wrong. I have seen traditional treatment centers work for some people. There is indeed a place for them. However, as much as the causes, catalysts, and traumas leading to eating disorders is vast and complex, so are the people struggling with them. Therefore, the treatment cannot successfully be the same for everyone, and it appears that traditional eating disorder treatment centers do not buy into this theory, so they practice the same programs across the board for the most part, the same model of care. Please do not do please do your due diligence and seek out interviews with each of the places that you and those you support can find so that you guys can find the right place and program for you. Whether it's a traditional eating disorder treatment or a peer-to-peer support program, just do yourself a favor and remember that you are the client that you are the one paying for their services and that you are in control of the choices you make. Don't be intimidated into spending thousands and thousands of dollars just because someone told you you need to because you are the parent and if you care and you don't want to see them die. Don't feel compelled to utilize any certain service until you feel comfortable doing so. Until you have heard them and their advice and feel it may be a good fit for you and and those you support. If I am to be an advocate for helping those suffering with eating disorders and those attempting to support them, it behooves me and those needing help to say that I only want to make certain things or certain these people receive help. That these people, whether or not they come from treatment facility or can't afford one and are seeking a non-traditional form of help, that life is worth living. We are all worth it. That you do not have to live the eating disorder to define who you are or what your life looks like. And finally, there is much to be said for one's ability to take control of their own lives and their own health. It is not to say that we ought not seek help and that help can be vital to our success. But remember, these are people who've made it, who have found their way to recovery with and without the help of traditional treatment centers. And the choice should be made with education, advice, and consideration to the needs and to include financial of all those involved. We all want to be, we all want the best for our loved ones, and that may involve traditional means, alternative means, or both eventually. And remember, in the end, as with any addiction or disorder, one should never discount that they have the power to change the course of their position and that it is indeed their responsibility to make those choices. No one can do it for you, and no one should ever tell you differently. I have heard far too many times that some had been told it is out of their control and they do not have the power to change the course of their eating disorder, it is time that we take each other by the hand and build each other up, empower each other to heal and take back our lives, rather 
then allow others to strip us of that idea. This is not a competition. It is a truly a health pandemic and we can change if we can come together to support each other. Thank you for listening and remember to love and be loved. This podcast was brought to you by Living Proof MN. We are all worth it. For more information, you may go to www.livingproofmn.com. Thank you.